Hey everyone, Mike here, again with an intro before this week's episode. As this month progresses, we will be continuing to donate our show's ad revenue. And seeing as June is Pride Month, we are now donating to the Homeless Black Trans Woman Fund, as well as the Okra Project. Check out the show notes for links to those and to other organizations who support the Black Lives Matter movement and Black folks in the LGBTQ community. We encourage you to donate and sign petitions and get involved however you can. Thanks. Now, enjoy this week's episode. All of Junesicle Theater Month has been leading up to this. We knew you wouldn't be satisfied until we covered it, that you'd be helpless to resist the biggest musical in the world. Well, you don't have to wait for it anymore. Don't say no to this episode. We're asking you one last time to tune in for this episode. Farmer Refuted. We're not throwing away our shot to cover Hamilton. How Star Wars is it? Hello, everybody. Hello, listeners and Mike. Yes, hi, Josiah. Welcome. This is How Star Wars Is It? It's the um, it's the only podcast, mm-hmm. and it's where we um, rate and review things. And this month, we've been doing musical theater. But um, the way we review on this show is not of uh, you know how good something is, no, um, not how bad it is. It's based entirely on how Star Wars it is. So if you That's were to right. take um, all things Star Wars, anything that has Star Wars in the title, and you boil it all down into a pot and you make a big Star Wars chili. That yes. is, you know, a perfect 10 out of 10. That's our standard Star Wars. And then we compare yes. stuff to that. That's right. We're not concerned with the quality of something. We're concerned with the quantity of Star Wars <laughs> in that thing. Of its Star Wars. And so speak, uh, So Disney Plus, Disney owns Star Wars. So mm-hmm, Disney Plus is re- releasing Hamilton on its platform uh, as, I guess, just sort of a surprise bonus thing for everybody since we're all stuck in quarantine still. And so today we have on a... N- we've had a lot of guests this month. Mm-hmm. And today we have on another special guest. And as I understand, a little bit of a, uh, an expert as well. That's right. Um, you know him, of course, from the hit podcast hey riddle riddle as well as the first two podcasts i was ever on john <laughs> patrick cohen Woo! hello wow welcome to me it's good for me <laughs> to be here it is welcome to you as well it's great now, for you to be now, here we're glad to have you those two podcasts of course are the uh early days of the one shot podcast mm-hmm. yes and danger explosion <laughs> oh god yeah Ooh. podcast that a couple of buddies of ours from indianapolis used to do i think danger explosion was the first podcast uh it really gave me my start it was the first podcast i was ever on and that was uh-huh. what year was that 2011 oh, 2010 more yeah more than likely because yeah because i moved here in 2013 yeah it must have been 2010 or 2011 that's wild um <laughs> and then yeah you you uh you did some uh one shot podcast as well um yeah in fact mm-hmm. we just last week had luke Knoll on and that series of episodes was the three of us it was when i met luke like oh yeah you, you had reached out saying you know like we need another person or whatever i think my now, exact wording was we need another person or whatever you are <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now i actually listened to so when i moved to i moved to chicago around 2015 and i actually listened to the one shot podcast because i was just getting into sort of like actual play D podcasts and stuff and I like listened to the one shot. I, I went through, found some episodes, and I actually listened to the campaign podcast for a while as well. So that was like, I, that was before I knew anybody because I was I, literally just in my apartment alone in Chicago. I think I did. I may have done the very first episode of One Shot, I think. Yeah, because we did D&D. So I, I played like the first series of One Shot. And then that spun off like a year and a half later into the campaign podcast, which went for like five years. I did. Uh, I did five years on a Star Wars podcast, basically. So yes. we were doing it. We never got sued by Disney, amazingly. <laughs> uh, we never got sued by Fantasy Flight, amazingly. Uh, but we did a campaign um, in the Star Wars universe uh, mm-hmm. for, for like four or five years. And then uh, after that, we started a brand new campaign in a uh, um, 
series or in a world that our GM James D'Amato invented uh, w- with us. We kind of like built that world together. Um, and I did that for a little while over a year. I can't remember. And then, um, and now I, I'm, I purely do Hey Riddle Riddle, which is not at all Star Wars and not at all D and D. It's completely well, different. So, so one of the things we say is that, like when, like Mike just said, when we take everything with Star Wars on it and put it into a big chili. So one of the things we're putting into that chili is probably the long running campaign podcast uh, that was yeah, set in the Star Wars universe. Our our fans would say that things that happened on our podcast were canon, uh, which is Star Wars for canon. Um, <laughs> because I believe of uh, Rebels, is it? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah the, it's, the Jedi and Rebels. It's named, yeah, it's named that. Uh, so we would say a lot of the, th- those things are, are, are canon. So I, <laughs> my expanded universe for Star Wars is uh, none of the books, never read a single one of them, but all of the podcasts that I did. Because that, yes. to me, that to me you, is... Uh, Canonical. You played sort of a roguish Han Solo kind of sexy type, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and I would start by calling him a Han Solo type because that's I literally just ripped it. <laughs> <laughs> I dick wolfed well, it and I ripped it from the headlines and I Well, if you're gonna play if you're if you're gonna play in a Star Wars universe, it's like what are the fun toys you have to play with? And like why wouldn't you pick Han Solo? I think you I know? picked I, I did Han Solo and then I just kept adding fetishes until it became a cartoon. <laughs> that's uh-huh. that was my Which I think is what Lord and Miller tried to do with the solo movie. <laughs> yes. I think that's, that's why also Disney what Star Wars stuff does all the time. Like they, they when they did Shadows of the Empire however long ago, they were like, okay, and then the guy is gonna be Han Solo but different. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's the Dash Rendar. Why not? But to talk because, about Yeah, oh, it works. Ahead. No, I was just saying it works. So you know yeah. totally. Uh but so uh we are talking about ostensibly today, we're here to talk about the musical Hamilton. Perfect. We are we are ending June theater month. Now, I, 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 do we want to share a little bit of our Hamilton journey? Because we've been doing that for some of these musical podcasts, and it's been enjoyable. You've been sharing yeah. your Hamilton journey? Yeah, every <laughs> single time. Every yeah. to get ready for it. This is going to be like our 60-something, 70-maybe <laughs> episode. I don't know the show, so if you started every show by talking about Hamilton, that would make sense to me. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and, and first of all, I do want to say that I love, I just love using the word journey to mean anything that isn't in fact a journey. Oh yeah. Well, I, um, you know, I haven't left my home in like, uh, you know, 14 weeks. So <laughs> what's a journey? <laughs> what's anything? It's, yeah. Mike, I don't know if you remember back when we had that, uh, uh our bachelor, uh, specific podcast, uh, ads oh, yeah. on our show, uh-huh. but that's what they have to call, um, the, the the bachelor contestants they can't call it a process because that sounds negative so they have mm. to call it a journey like in interviews sure. or like the journey of the show and so i think that's what we're like yeah your journey with hamilton like where did it start where did yeah, it end yeah. has it ended no so i for me i guess it has to start with like an article and i want to say it was like an npr article in like 2016 or 2015 so i can't remember i know where i was Traps. working um when someone was like hey this here's an npr to, npr article and you should go listen to like the songs of hamilton and i was like oh boy i gotta i i gotta listen to this because npr article told me to and it was being passed <laughs> around on the internet that day uh and so i listened to the album at work way before i'd even seen it or heard about it or knew anything about it um and then like most of america um uh, i got or i'm sorry i'll rephrase that like most of uh white um work <laughs> or like tech industry america uh uh-huh. in chicago at that given time yeah. i got way into hamilton loved yeah, it yeah. uh loved the show um the when I had first listened to it, I think it was Lynn Manuel was still on Broadway with it, I believe. Uh, but I yeah. never saw any any of it in New York. Uh, I did see it when it came to Chicago. Um, I have a buddy, Brett Lyons, who um, uh, box office bo- works box <laughs> office, <laughs> and uh, they they would hold a couple like seats, like producer seats, basically really great seats, like four rows in, right in the middle. Um, and they would hold some of those. They would hold those every day. And if they didn't use them, Brett would be able to release them and like and sell them at uh, what was like I think it was like one hundred seventy five dollars or something like that. Oh yeah, they were yeah. expensive as hell. But those were like five hundred dollars seats. Mm-hmm. So I bought one. I bought those one day uh, when he when he had them. I was like, for sure, I'll go. Uh, it was the day after the twenty sixteen presidential election. Oh. Uh, so. Oof. I was excited to go see Hamilton. Yeah. And then that day, I remember just walking to the theater being like, 
Well, this is the worst. This is the worst uh, ever. And I was just like, just passing like white businessmen on the street downtown. And I was like, you photo, you motherfucker. I know you fucking did. Uh, even though and it's Chicago, all- and, like 90% of people didn't. But uh, anyway, but I, I, I was like, well, maybe at least they'll do something. Like everyone's like all inflamed and impassioned. Yeah. And maybe they'll have some sort of message. They didn't. Uh, yeah. But it was a they great show. That for New York. I really, really loved it, uh, uh, seeing it live. And when I left, when I walked out of the theater, there was a bunch of like you know stuff shirt theater people, and then there was a anti-Trump protest that was happening on the street right in front of the theater. Mm. And yeah. I just jumped right into the protest, <laughs> and I took the protest four blocks uh, until I hit the red line, uh, and then I just took the red line home. <laughs> but it was like it was great. It was because everyone was coming out of theater like, oh no, what is all of this? And to me, I was like, hey, look at this, <laughs> jump <laughs> right in. Yeah, uh, that's. That's amazing. I had a uh, so I have a friend. You you probably know. You guys know Andrew Robinson. Mm-hmm. I do. His his uh, girlfriend works in Broadway in Chicago, and so she hooked me up with the same like, oh, we keep these seats, uh, like for producers. <laughs> so she, I didn't actually go see the show that way. My friend who came into town saw the show that way. The way I got to see the show was when it first when they announced it was going to be in Chicago. They were doing group sales, oh. and I was part of the uh, one of the many once again like random white people in office jobs in Chicago who were like, "Let's get a group of forty together, and then we'll all buy tickets." So I got to see it for really cheap, pretty like pretty early on. That makes sense. But then the night I saw it was also an, a crazy night because it was the night the Cubs won the World Series, which I, <laughs> which I think I've talked about this. Yeah on the show before but like I was a little bummed that it lined up that way I'm not not a big baseball fan but I wanted to like be there for the historical moment and then I got out of the show texting my friends and they're like hey game's still going they're in the 10th inning come on to this bar so I saw Hamilton and then went to a random bar in like Lincoln Park and then watched the Cubs win the World Series it was Mm -hmm. a it was a wild night so that that was November 2nd 2016 and the elections November 8th so you saw it on the 2nd and I saw it on the 9th so we saw Hamilton yeah, in week. 2016 7 days apart yeah uh which is truly Well wild. that's right cuz the that joke was also, at the time that was on also Twitter was like oh I'd give up the Cubs winning the World Series in the first time in 108 yeah. years if it meant <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I could, well, that was also the night that I met Mike's girlfriend, which I like to bring oh, up every time that we talk. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, because I was hanging out with the people from the show she was in at the time. So it's all just worlds colliding, guys. That's funny you know, that you we're, said we that were all there. My, I was turned on to Hamilton by my girlfriend at the time, who we are not together anymore. But um, I, I <laughs> right. listened to it on one of my many drives fr- to Chicago from Cincinnati. Um, and Oof, that's, did you hit any I, Skyline Chilies on the way? Of course. Um, you gotta. So the bummer I learned it, but then my so when when tickets went up and everyone was talking about it, like mm-hmm. I I didn't get them in a in a good, a cheap, accessible, uh, <laughs> a excellent good. way. I went on the website after people all started talking about it, and I found they they went up something like uh oh gosh like August or something of whatever that year was for you know for the next eight months or however long. And I was able to get a single ticket for myself for my birthday, which is also George Washington's birthday. And I felt like that's <gasps> kind of cool and poetic, which is in late February. And I, uh, so I had the ticket, this the single ticket for myself, you know, six months in advance or eight months in advance. And, um, and then I was, I, you know, there were no pairs available even at the time. So I was, I, after I secured that, I was like, phew, okay, I'm good. And then at the time, because I was dating this person who I wanted to see it with, I um, went back on the website to look for a pair of tickets and was able to find, they called it partial view, but it, they're mm. selling themselves short. It was the first row of the mezzanine, which like, again, I didn't see it from the uh, close rows in the oh, orchestra, yeah, but yeah. I would argue that r- first row of the mezzanine is like a, fucking great great. way to see it because you can see like down at the the turntable of the stage um so i got that pair of tickets which was something like three or four months before in fact it may have even been in november um before my birthday treat to myself so you saw it twice i did but so we we went and saw it and it was this excellent experience and then you know three months later i had my own little sweet selfie birthday present and it was in like the last row of the theater oh yeah and i you couldn't you couldn't see even who 
you were, you know, like you, you just couldn't make out a single blob of a person on the stage. However, that was when Wayne Brady was Aaron Burr. Oh, hey, there you so that go. was cool. I got to see Wayne Brady play Aaron Burr. <laughs> you saw a blob of a person on stage that you mm-hmm. assumed was Wayne uh-huh. Brady. Who I knew was great at hoedowns. You know, oh. the, theater's like theater seating is so important. Yeah. It's like absolutely <laughs> oh. critical. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if you, I went to that's I went to see one of my favorite musicals of the last couple of years was Waitress, and I went to see the Chicago uh, uh, production, like the touring Chicago production there, and it was in a huge theater in which I was like halfway up the mezzanine, and the musical did not, it, like it didn't reach me. Like Hamilton is big enough that like it reached me when I was in not great seats, but Waitress mm-hmm. is like much more intimate, and I was just up in the mezzanine like this. I'm sure this is beautiful down there, <laughs> but like I have. None of this emotion is getting to me up here. And it was super disappointing because I love that show. Um, Did Hamilton live up to the hype for you guys? Because for me, it totally did. And it's one of the only things that I think consistently is like, yeah, it's fucking good. You know? I I mean, first of all, I don't see a lot of musical theater. And I see, I feel like I see like none of the cool Broadway or off-Broadway stuff. I see like big things that come through Chicago sometimes. So mm-hmm. I remember, and I and I've, I I never go in cold pretty much. I've always like listened to it first. I, I very rarely see stuff cold. It's actually my preference to see stuff cold, but also I don't want to wait like a year and a half, you know, to listen to yeah. Hamilton before I get to see it live. So mm-hmm. uh, in Chicago, I also saw, I mean, obviously it was a few years before Hamilton. Um, oh God, Book of Mormon. Um, mm-hmm. And I thought Book of Mormon was great. I, I thought it was wonderful because there's there's so much to it that's not on the um, the the recording. Recording, but yeah. Hamilton was very much. I feel like it is the recording. Like the recording yeah. is everything. Right. So to me, it delivered. Like it was wonderful. It was fantastic. I really loved the cast, and it and it totally like delivered. Um, the uh, guy in Chicago who played King George. Um, I really thought he was f- fantastic, um, mm-hmm. but I, I, part of me like can't dissociate from the voices that I've heard do it like the other way. But I, I really enjoy I really enjoyed like the live version. I mean, just obviously live theater, live musicals. It doesn't hold a candle to just you know listening to it on a recording doesn't hold a candle to like seeing it and experiencing it. And you know, there's so much dancing and movement and set construction and all that stuff. So yeah. to me, it it it. it uh, it was exactly what it was hyped up to be, and I had a great time. Yeah. But to yeah, be honest, agree. <laughs> for 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 me as a as a human being, like I can buy like a four dollar Totino's pizza and be like, it's exactly what I wanted. It's ex- I I paid four dollars for it. It tasted like cardboard. That's what I paid yeah. for. Like it doesn't take a lot to make me not appreciate yeah appreciate the thing that i that i uh uh, saw or consumed something has to be fucked up or wrong for me to be like i actually didn't have a good time (laughs) so like so i went back and listened to like some of the songs earlier today like going through them because i was like i was telling mike earlier i was having a little bit of like a uh gotta go back to hamilton haven't listened to it in forever but then when i was listening to the songs i was like oh yeah these are very good songs and like Mm -hmm. the album itself it's a very good album and it's like very well produced and it, it works as an album. It works as a show. And then I was trying to think of like ways it is or is not Star Wars to come back to the conceit of our of our show. Oh, gosh. Um, oh, I know. Show. We have to do our show. For, like, let's start <laughs> over. <laughs> but but one, one way that it was is I think that like Hamilton was and I think is still to an extent quarantine notwithstanding inescapable in a way like everybody even people who didn't know about musicals and don't give a shit about musicals yeah. knew about Hamilton and wanted to see Hamilton in the same yeah. way. That it was bizarre to me when, when mentioning it, you know, a year or two after like the real big wave of hype and hearing people say like, Oh no, what, what is that? It was really strange in having that encounter a couple of times. I feel like Hamilton is to musicals as serial is to podcasts. Like oh if, yeah. If people <laughs> yeah. have oh, never yeah. heard of a podcast before, <laughs> they've heard of serial. And if right. you've never heard of a musical before, and uh, you know you're a, a millennial, like that you would know Hamilton. Like Hamilton yeah. would be. Well, we talked. about... I also speaking of the journey, by the way, in terms of it being yeah. inescapable, I would because um, I, I work at a, as a designer, so a lot of times I'll have days at a time where I'm just in sort of like production mode, mm-hmm. like crunch mode, and can listen to you know a full album. And for probably that whole year, I listened, I would get to work, I'd like turn on my computer and I would start Hamilton 
And uh, because over an eight hour day with interruptions and stuff, you can get through like a two and a half hour album. Oh, sure. And I would do that every single day. And in fact, I just so burnt out on it. Like I had mm. other oh, yeah. fads come and go. And then yesterday I listened to the whole album again and I was like, man, this thing just will always work. Yeah, it's really. Well, so so to put on, put, to put on my uh, uh, musical theater degree hat, which I am wearing. This, you this are is actually what they Burr gave hat. me. <laughs> this is what they gave me when I graduated. That uh, seems like no, it's worth eighty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was the only thing they gave me. I didn't actually go to any classes, but uh, I did buy the A. Burr hat at, Hamil- at when I went to see Hamilton because I'm an Alexander uh, or I'm a Aaron Burr stan, <laughs> as it were. Uh-huh. But uh, so we talked a little bit about this in the Rent episode that we did. Uh, but like, so you mentioned that that Hamilton is like the serial. Uh, serial for podcast Hamilton for musical theater well like so in there's been big musicals that have been moments that have changed and shifted musical theater over the years and Rent was the one that happened like in the late 90s and then Wicked was the one that happened in like the aughts where it was like oh musicals can be big and sort of blockbustery in a way mm-hmm. and then Hamilton is absolutely the one in the uh, uh, whatever decade we're calling the last like the teens where it was like hey musicals what if they were really fun and really good and literally everybody in the world liked it and also there's black people in them and also other performers of color <laughs> and there's yeah. rap music. So it was like another way of changing the game that sort of relaunched musical theater into the mainstream in the way that there were podcasts before Serial, sure. but it made a bunch of people go, oh, hey, podcasts are real. They're a mm-hmm. thing that happens and only because of the incredibly popular thing that happened. Could you say the same about Star Wars? I think you could. For well, we talked about it in the Rent episode, right? Because like, as, as from an auteur perspective, yeah, the sort of like pulling from all sorts of uh, established influences. You know, like Lynn wears a lot of this on his sleeve, like to the point of quoting like sort of classic hip hop lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, can Can I also tell you? Uh, uh, not to put another uh, uh, a pin in why this is also uh, similar to Star Wars, um, but uh, while uh, Star Wars has movies and they also have this expanded universe, which is a novelization of this movies, the musical <laughs> Hamilton is actually based on a book uh, by right. Ron Chernow, uh, mm-hmm. uh, his, his biography of Alexander Hamilton, which I read. Um, I had it from the library for four months. Uh, <laughs> I had it for way too long. But what's funny about listening to Hamilton and the lyrics that uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda uh, wrote, Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote, he like lifts like some like weird uh, like arcane words that Chernow uses in his book like directly into the the musical. Um, and I, I I can think of zero examples, uh, but I remember <laughs> as I was reading the book, I'm like, oh, that's kind of like a lyric from fucking Hamilton. That's kind of weird. Uh, which I also thought was pretty interesting, uh, in that like it kind of felt like an AU like expanded universe <laughs> version uh-huh. of of Hamilton. Did you ever yeah. read the Hamilton the Hamilton yes. script that had like stories and articles and stuff? It was also good. In fact, I that's a good that's a good pro because he also mm-hmm. then did the Hamilton mixtape and then he branched out to all the other locations like he sort of franchised Hamilton. Yeah, he did. Uh, yeah. Well, and like the the Hamilton drops as well. Yes. Uh-huh. The Hamilton was sort of the Star Wars visual dictionary, but for Hamilton, where it's like, yeah. did you know these little secret things? So, like, that is definitely in the pro column for Is It Star Wars? I, I also thought that to a certain extent, the they did the Hamilton mixtape, which was just, like, remixed versions of the songs. And then they did Hamilton drops, which were, like, reimaginings and different. Mm-hmm. The Hamilton drops right. to me felt like a Star Wars story. Like it felt yeah. like uh you know the ones that come out before or in the off year of the the right. main you know yeah. seven eight <laughs> yeah. nine so yeah that that's that to me felt like it was another um uh, another feather in its Star Wars cap. Now mm. I want to talk a little bit about fandom and fan culture because Hamilton developed a rabid following sure. of musical theater fans, sure, but also like a bunch of. Young people, mm-hmm. teenagers, millennials, mostly probably not That's Gen a Z. Good point because that, the musical theater fans who were already established musical theater fans had that attitude of like, yeah, where the fuck have you guys been? Yeah, no, they were there. <laughs> Which is kind of Star Wars. Yes, and so like the the, the huge amount of fan uh, fan created content, like you like uh, uh, fan art, obviously mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, covers, and also. 
AUs where they're like, what if what if Hamilton was now and like Thomas Jefferson and Hamilton are like in high school and like they kiss, you know, like there's Hamilton fan fiction. Sure. Uh-huh. You know, and it also uh, I, this was one of the points I thought of earlier, because what do what do we have in the newer Star Wars movies that uh, people love is like we have that sad boy Kylo Ren kind of villain but you want him to be a good guy and you want him to redeem and like you have several of those figures in Hamilton because all of these people historically into a modern lens are bad people because they all had slaves and were very racist except for Hamilton (laughs) except for Hamilton and even he kind of sucks because he cheated on his wife and also invented modern capitalism in a way yeah Um, Mm -hmm. so like we have a lot (laughs) He was an abolitionist, like in that era. But like, if I mean, he, uh, he, you know, he, he was probably uh, like to the right of Joe Biden now. Like, it's like, oh yeah, there's, there's, you know, I, I can't really give anyone back then points for being that much because it's no. like he also didn't do it, but he like <laughs> still benefited from it massively. I, I'm listening to an audiobook right now, like you know, trying to educate. Oh, myself just do the podcast, right everybody. Now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pause the other book. It's going to be almost impossible to glean any, any Sorry, guys, knowledge from the other book. What were you guys talking about? <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hang but on, no, have you just been responding to the audio Yeah, this is, I've been talking to the audio book. It's, it's, it's a choose your adventure. It's a yeah. few seconds off, but it works. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been going through like the history of racism like in the world and in America. And like that is the thing. Like Abolitionists back then were still like, oh, we don't want slavery, but don't get me wrong. Black people are inferior yeah. and they shouldn't right. be here and we do need to save them and make them Christians but we do think that slavery is bad so like even the people who were like ahead of the time back then were still deeply 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 racist but like yeah you Hamilton gets a couple brownie points for like not owning slaves but then also yeah he was a part of this really terrible system the whole thing yeah. but to, to, to go back Kylo Ren also a, an imaginary person murdered uh, thousands and thousands of people and people still are like but he's so hot uh-huh, which like uh-huh. the Hamilton fandom did to like all of the people in Hamilton because Davi Diggs plays Thomas Jefferson and he's fine as hell. So yeah, like, why really can't hot. Thomas Jefferson be my little like emo, uh, sad boy, semi villain guy? <laughs> did did, uh, did you guys see the um, movie Knives Out? Yeah, yes. uh, there, there's a line in Knives Out where, um, oh my god, what's that? Uh, what's the actor's name? He's the this uh, the one who's married to Jamie Lee Curtis in the movie. Um, who cheats oh, on her? Don well, Johnson. Don Johnson. Where jo- Don Johnson's talking about Marta, and he says, "Immigrants, they get the job done." Uh, Hamilton, yes. right? And it's like I feel like Hamilton has become that joke too, like at that kind oh, of yeah. like, um, like white woke, like yeah. oh yeah, well I also listen to Hamilton type of thing, which is another way that I think I was thinking about it that it's kind of like Star Wars because uh, what happened with uh, episode seven, eight, and nine, um, they brought in a, a black uh, actor. They brought in uh, women of color, and uh, most people were fine with it. And the people that we all knew wouldn't be fine with it were really not fine with it, which is the same counter reaction that happened in Hamilton. Like Hamilton, like they're like rapping in theater. I, why never? Well, but it's like and, and, we know where your politics are, people. Yeah, and the people that you knew wouldn't be okay with it were also the people like, what if they can, if they can make George Washington a black man, then how come I can't play Martin Luther King Jr.? And it's like, well, first off, you're not an actor. I don't know why you're saying. That. <laughs> can you like, sing me 32 bars of an up-tempo yeah. number? <laughs> you're yeah. my grandpa. No one wants to listen to you. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's I know, why. I don't know why you're so upset about this. You've never expressed an interest in performing, <laughs> grandpa. You're my grandpa. <laughs> But yeah, it's those same like uh, shitty fans that. Well, and these people aren't even fans of Hamilton; they right. just got mad about it. Um, yeah, and uh, even but, like but mad there at was the idea a... of it. Like you didn't even see it. <laughs> yeah, I, I do think to a certain degree, um, anything that is popular, uh, Star Wars or Hamilton, will attract a fandom, and there is a always a percentage of that fandom that is like shitty toxic Mm -hmm. or thinks that they have like ownership of the thing too uh which is uh you know obviously a huge problem with star wars Uh, i don't (laughs) know we don't need to we don't need to get into uh you know the ninth film but uh (laughs) i I feel like having having like toxic fandom too maybe that's pretty star wars it's pretty star wars but also like (laughs) lin-manuel miranda i feel like is kind of polarizing too um because 
he got so big, kind of like George Lucas got so big that mm-hmm. he was like, I'll just do uh, these prequel movies. And people are like, sure, we sure. trust you. And they're like, Ooh, are these the ones? Uh, and he's like, more Jar Jar Binks. And they're like, really? No, uh, no. But I, I think Lin-Manuel Miranda, too, is also a little bit a victim of his own success uh, sure. post-Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like all anybody wants from him is Hamilton. Right. Like all anyone wants from well, George Lucas is Star Wars. Right. What's wild about Lin, so like I I agree I think Lynn is I think Lynn is in general a really good guy with like mostly seems to be on the level and seems to be genuine, but like yeah he is incredibly successful and like dude already won a Tony before Hamilton like he had already written what for yeah most but nobody people, nobody cared about that one, nobody so. cared about yeah <laughs> people people didn't care as much about In the Heights but for most people you write a Tony Award winning musical and then like that's kind of it like you don't need to do another one and then the fact sure. that he did and it got so popular and that he is I saw a great Onion headline once where it was like Lin-Manuel Miranda tells people you're giving me way too much money and like, <laughs> it's kind of true people just throwing money at him to the point now I feel like he is so in the spotlight and the limelight no matter what he does so, similar to George Lucas where he can't win like whatever his next project is which the last couple ones he's done there's going to be detractors being like well it's no hamilton right. which is like yeah of course it's not that was a once in a lifetime work of art that he's probably never going to reach again so like maybe be nice about it i don't yeah. know yeah i think uh you're you're a victim of your own success too now lin-manuel miranda hasn't had uh, like an ambitious follow up project to hamilton mm. that i know of because no, yeah. uh, i know that george lucas did that and he got kind of like you know, um, taken to fucking task for it. So <laughs> I think like time will tell uh, when uh, when Lynn puts out the next thing, or he can just do like what he's doing now and just right. like do guest spots on things and do that forever, <laughs> and then he never has to do another thing and write uh, for Moana and do those yeah. other things where it's just sort of like a coasty. Oh. Like blank oh, check. We, we're forgetting <laughs> yeah. one. We're forgetting one big pro that he that wrote Lin-Manuel... the song with J.J. Abrams for Amaz yeah. Kanata's Cantina. <laughs> he has That's written true. music for Star Wars, uh-huh. so like that and is a fact, big. He he appears for maybe one second in uh the whatever the sort of like jungly forest planet in Episode Nine was, where they're all cheering afterwards, and there's that one on-screen Ugh. lesbian kiss for a second that you know people yeah. got. A, we're like, that's not enough. And other people are like, ew, gross. Yeah. <laughs> and and you Disney see Lynn like, for a did. second during that too. The No, I, I think that also like to a certain degree, Hamilton and Star Wars are different because Star Wars, especially as like a Disney um, you know, product, which is really what Disney makes is they make like, product <laughs> and content. What Disney wants is they want to be able to sell all of these things internationally too. They want to mm-hmm. like sell yeah. Star Wars in China and make a billion dollars. And if you have a lesbian kiss, that hurts like Star Wars in, right. chi- in China. Right. Hamilton to the other extent is very, it's Hamilton, an American musical. Like it's very yeah. American. It, it's about the, you know, uh, 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 you know, 1776 American revolution, like, it's it's all American historical knowledge, mm-hmm. so I would say that that is in a way like different than yeah. Star Wars. Uh, Star Wars, you can kind of plug and play it, and Hamilton is like it's a it's an American thing. Yeah, interesting. So That's I I remember uh, I listened to I, t- I took a while to actually listen to Hamilton when everyone was getting hyped about it, and then ob- and then went to see it like we did, like we talked about. But I remember being confused that people were like, "Oh, I don't want to listen to it. I don't want the story to be spoiled." Because I was like. Mm-hmm. What are you talking about? This is American history. <laughs> like, you know what's going to happen. And But I didn't realize because, and I told Mike I was going to talk about this earlier. So my Aaron, the reason I got an Aaron Burr hat is because I was actually kind of like a low-key Aaron Burr uh, trivia guy. Because in seventh grade, we had to do one of those wax museum projects for, like, history. Where, uh-huh. like, you dress up as a character and then the, uh, the uh, parents come around and, like, push your button. And you're like, hello, right. I'm Aaron Burr. I, yeah, yeah. And so I picked Aaron Burr. And my teacher was like you're doing Aaron Burr you know he's like he was a traitor right and I was like yeah it sounds pretty interesting and so like I learned all about him and his history and so I was not surprised at the end of Hamilton but what's great about Aaron Burr is that afterwards he straight up went on to try to make his own country and yeah, did... he tried to overthrow the United <laughs> States. Like, there's a whole sequel to Hamilton that's Aaron Burr trying to create his own country on the Western, like, front and failing and then getting brought back and getting tried for treason, but then not getting convicted because he was, like, rich, I think. Um, 
but yeah, so that's why I have an Aaron Burr hat. Good thing, uh, good thing we fixed America and that kind of stuff doesn't fly anymore. <laughs> but yeah, thank God the founding fathers made a perfect document and nothing mm-hmm. bad has ever happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> good guys, those founding fathers. All of them. The, all well, all that, of that's, them. That's the other thing I think that Hamilton does it, it, when we're talking about fandom. Before we go to the break real quick, because we probably should soon. Mm-hmm. Another thing mm-hmm. that Hamilton and Star Wars both do is that like there is a type of fan who will take everything at face value and not just go like a little bit more critical with it to sort of see what like maybe the issue is. And I think like you have to listen to Hamilton or watch Hamilton with that little bit of critical knowledge going like, Oh, the fact that it's all people of color playing these parts is an interesting commentary on the fact that all these founding fathers were part of an inherently racist system. Like we still are and all had slaves. But it's really easy just to watch Hamilton go, gosh, it's so cool. That rap music is great. In the same way that it's easy to watch Star Wars and just be like, that was cool, guys. Cool, fun story for everybody. It's also also like maybe a little dangerous to watch Hamilton and be like, well, look at it. Like, you know, black people can be the president now and uh, black people are George Washington. So, like, everything's fixed. Everything's fine. It's all better. Where it's like, no, like, the, the statement that it's making is not always the statement that everyone who watched it or viewed it or consumed it like came away with. Yeah. Um, which of course that is the case in anything, right? right. Like, yeah. you know, you don't control how people interpret your message, but, uh, and then uh, I, I also not to, uh, to pivot too hard. Um, but, uh, Hamilton, uh, no midichlorians. So I feel Ooh. like it could have used more of those. <laughs> yeah. And Why? the fact yeah. they didn't have any midichlorians or they didn't, even if they had them, they didn't talk about them. Right. Uh, yeah. I felt like really hurt it for being a star. Well, right. it's like, I, I, I want the history of why Hamilton was so smart. Right. Like I don't, I don't, I don't accept it that he's just like, I need to know, was there something in his blood? Yeah. Uh, right. Like... I want them to answer questions I wasn't asking. Mm hmm. All, every cabinet battle also felt like the trade federation. Uh, <laughs> There, yeah. there wasn't anything that I would say would be comparable to a pod race in this. Hmm. So that's another. No. I feel like it's a, it's there a strike is, against it. There is a couple <laughs> duels, and like they do, there is fate involved in those duels. So we do have some duel of the. Although, okay, that's the other thing. Is this we? One of our metrics is if it has bops. If the songs are really good, uh, obviously, in Hamilton the songs are really good, and obviously, and in Star Wars you've got really good music. Mm-hmm. So that's a pro. That's a pro. Uh, another very close. I don't know if I quite want to give it to him. In Star Wars, there is some light incest. Uh, <laughs> Hamilton is in love with two sisters. Uh-huh. Uh, so, true. well, it's, it's true. not a, that's not incest. Uh, obviously, no. we're we're all we're dancing around mm-hmm. um, yeah. those those themes. Both I would say, Hamilton and Star Wars dance around incest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you read that NPR article? <laughs> yeah. That's going to be the pull quote for this one. <laughs> that was the one that, really... that, that you first saw, right? That got you into the show? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I was like, incest. This show dances <laughs> yes. around What's incest. This? Check it out. How Star Wars is it? Finally t- t- tackles the, the, the issue plaguing Hamilton and the Star Wars universe. <laughs> incest. Um, uh, yeah, ahead, should, we, should we go to our break? Yeah, let's take a little dip in the Sarlacc pit, and then we can come back and play a game. Cool, cool. Let's dive on in. Weed. We love you, and may the merch be with you. That's right. Hello, Hizmiza listeners. It's Josiah. And, and Mike. Mike here in the ad break to talk to you about our merch. We sometimes mention it at the end of the show, but we have merch. We've got several cool designs on our Tee Public store that you could get on a shirt, a sticker, a mug, whatever you want. Mike, what are some of those designs? Oh, we got Star Wars is Chili, the classic Skyline Chili logo reappropriated to our show. We got just straight up Hasui. We've got the logo for the podcast. There's a lot of designs. And we're always making new ones. They're always cooking in our brains. So go to our social media, Twitter, uh, Instagram. Uh, go to the link in the bios there because that'll take you straight to the How Star Wars is a store on Public. And it helps support the show. That's right. Bye, Bye. babies. How Star Wars is it? Ah, we're back. We're not throwing away our shot. I was, Um, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So I, uh, I prepared the game this week. (laughs) 
It smells great. <laughs> the, mm. Was that cumin? Uh-huh. Mm. It's actually it cumin. cumin. <laughs> oh. Um, this I'm going to line the, up those two jokes exactly uh-huh. together. <laughs> this is the dumbest game I've ever come up with. Um, on on this show, JPC, we've we've played a, I guess, like a type of game um, yeah. that we, uh, appropriately enough for you being our guest today, that we have dubbed These Are Riddles. Um, yes, and, and, and what interesting. It, what it really it's called is, that, is yeah. <laughs> one of us comes up with some fucking bizarre premise, and then we shoehorn a bunch of questions into fitting that premise, and then it's it. more of a, like, try to think the thing I'm thinking. <laughs> yes. H- hence, okay, gotcha. hence, hence the sort of, like, sort of not really uh, uh, committing 100% to the concept in the name These Are Riddles, where it's just yeah. kind of like, they're sort of riddles. Um, sure, that, hey. No one knows sort of riddles better than me. <laughs> I was going to say, you're the person that we yeah. should be asking these. So uh, here's, here's how it works. This game is called Alex Blankter Blankleton, or actually more appropriately, Alex Blankter Blankleton. Um, yeah, way more appropriate. Because correct answers come in the form of uh, sung to that tune. <laughs> okay. So I will give you a clue to a name, and that name fits the format, Alex Blankter Blankleton. Um, I, I understand it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Okay. Um, but uh, for example, oh, also Alex. I love an example. Um, if if indeed the first portion of the word is a four syllable word, you don't have to say the Alex part just to like make syllables easier on yourself. Uh, so here we go. For example, um, he is very frank and honest and only eats canned processed pork. The answer to that. Would be Alex Kander Spamilton. Cool. <laughs> okay. 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 Alex Kander, Kander Spamilton. Spamilton. Uh-huh. Got it. So, so these um, these might just be things <laughs> you made up, like not necessarily like a, a figure that we might know. Oh no, they're all things that rhyme with with Alexander okay, and with Ham. <laughs> okay. Great. great Got great. it. Um, Got it. So the way that uh, I'll just I'll just say the clue and then for you to buzz in to get called on to give an answer, you just say your own name. Got okay. it. Okay, <laughs> here we go. The allergy-causing material that is shed from a little sheep. Allergy-causing material. Uh, okay, okay I, I, Josiah, I know the first part. <laughs> okay, Can Josiah. Get, uh, Alec, Alex Dander, and then I don't know the little sheep. I'm having What's, a hard time with that. What, what, can you say that part of the clue again? Yeah, the the allergy causing material that is shed from a little sheep. Alex Dander, <laughs> little sheep, uh, Baba. Yeah, <laughs> like its fleece uh, is white as snow. Yeah. Uh, oh, Alex Dander Lamilton. <laughs> yes. Got I it. don't know. Uh, yeah, that was a. V- I had a very hard time thinking of the word lamb just now. Yeah, yeah no. I, to me, a lamb is a completely different animal than. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I think might I, be the problem here. Um, yeah, I could think of. I could think of like you. Like I, I, I couldn't uh-huh. think of lamb for some reason. I also can't really blame you know like whatever source I found these on the internet for having sure. bad clues. Sure. Uh, no. So I'm gonna just blame Josiah. <laughs> I'll take it. Um, okay. But he has a point. So yes. So here's a follow up, and this ought to be at least a little easier given what we just had. Don't say that. That's the worst thing you could say. Well, it's a specific (laughs) follow-up to that one question. Got it. It is the same allergy-causing material that's shed from a large horned male sheep. Oh, John Patrick Cohen. Yes, JPC. Is it Alex Dander Ramilton? (laughs) It is Alex Dander Ramilton. (laughs) Okay, got it. I I like this game. (laughs) Uh, Question number three. (laughs) What's these, these, I will, I will, okay, go ahead. <laughs> no, say what you were going to say. No, 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 I, I, I want to hear. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> What's good for the goose is good for him and for his jar of preserves. Josiah. <laughs> Josiah. <laughs> Alex Gander Jamilton. Yes, correct, Alex Gander Jamilton. Great, great. <clears throat> uh, I was going to say, you keep saying these are questions. Uh, none of them have been questions. Uh, so yeah, far. no, that's, that's true. These are these riddles. Are riddles. These are riddles. Very few these actual, are, like, concrete These are statements. Yeah. These are, like, yeah. uh, uh, Jeopardy clues? 
That's true. Really, they're like a reverse engineered Mad Lib, I think. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> the next one. He is known to make false statements to damage the reputations of others. And he tells people to get away from him. Uh, is it JPC? Yeah, JPC. Alex Slander Scrambleton. <laughs> yes, correct. <laughs> yes. Yes. Alex All right. Slander so I, I think we're two to two right now. We're two to two. We're tied yeah, up. We're tied. Uh, okay, this one's going to have some clunky syllables, I think. But do, This sucks. Do <laughs> <laughs> we've, we've already used all the rhymes now we have to close <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay uh okay he's the rank just under captain and his favorite song is wake me up before you go go oh uh josiah josiah uh uh alex commander uh whamilton yes alex yeah. commander whamilton that's correct <laughs> <laughs> alex commander whamilton <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm very glad that I remembered the band Wham. Um, cool. This next one is... <laughs> you got this, JPC. You got this. Okay. Come on. This come on. guy... Win that car. <laughs> uh, this guy changes whatever he says depending on his audience, and he loves seafood. Oh, uh, seafood. Oh, uh, JPC. JPC. Alex Pander Clamilton. <laughs> that is correct. Yes. I had clam, but in my head, I, c- I was like, I don't know. I couldn't. F- I couldn't get Pander. I was like, flip flop. Like what? Flip flop. Mollusken. Alex flip flopper. Gosh, I don't I, know. I couldn't get off of Crabbleton in my head. I was like, it can't be Crabbleton. <laughs> I was Crabbleton. I was about to say flim flander, like Alex flim flander, oh. which uh, wh- ah. I was like, it is clunky, but oh yeah, don't worry. These all are. Um, <laughs> So we're tied again. Um, so, okay, this one also you can use um, liberty with your syllables. Gotcha. Great. He is an herb whose leaves are usually called cilantro, and he's used at a palace in London. Oh. <sighs> palace in London is the one I don't know. Me too. Uh, <laughs> it is. Oh. Does rhyme with ham, but it has a lot more syllables than that. In fact, one of the syllables Uh, is uh, ham. JPC. 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 (laughs) Is it Alex Coriander Bucking Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Fuck. Fuck that. No. That's awful. That's. I don't. I don't accept that as an answer. Uh, It's really bad. You could also just shorten it to Coriander Bucking Hamilton. Because Coriander has the same amount of syllables as Alexander. And in fact, I'm a little pissed they didn't use that in the show. Yeah, honestly. Let's call it. it, Because they could have thrown to King George in Coriander (laughs) Buckle Hamilton. (laughs) Yeah, he would have been there. Fucking Hamilton. That's true. <laughs> that that was King George's a uh, uh, parody of Alexander Hamilton uh-huh. in the show. He like starts making fun of him. So uh, JPC's in the lead. There's three more. Of course, it could end in a tie. I did a bad job planning. <laughs> <laughs> you did, did. <laughs> but I also did a bad job writing. Um, okay, this fellow is an amphibious lizard with a patriotic top hat and white beard who wants you. <laughs> Josiah. JPC. Josiah, I heard first. Ah. <laughs> oh, yes. Salamander Uncle Samilton. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, um, that one also. Was... By the way, this is the point in the show where I ask our dozen listeners, uh, please make art of any of these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a while since we've asked for fan art, uh, and uh-huh. I would love to see Alex Salamander Uncle Samilton. Uh-huh. Um, okay. <laughs> Oh, man. Boy, this one's a stretch. And and these all have been. Yeah. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Monica's husband, after taking cooking lessons from Emeril Lagasse. A JPC. JPC. Alex Chandler Bamilton. (laughs) Correct. Yes. (laughs) Nice. Oh, boy. I couldn't think of... I, I, I couldn't think of who Monica marries because I am a bad millennial who's never watched Friends. Oh, ho, ho. And that, I'm yes, a good that millennial, was, and I have watched Friends. That was me bragging about how I haven't watched Friends. <laughs> it was because I wasn't allowed to growing up. Okay. And so wait. So wait a second. Are we tied? No, again? I'm up one. So. He's up one. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Josiah four. has a chance to steal. Mm. Right, or tie. Right, right. Right. Or tie. Or is this okay. one worth double points? 
this one is worth single points. Dang it. Yes. Because I want it to be a tie. <laughs> no, because it makes the stakes even well, higher. We'll have to do a tiebreaker like they do on Survivor, and you have to make fire. Nice. I can probably. Um, which, by the way, I've been watching a lot of Survivor from over 10 years ago recently, and a point that you made earlier, JPC, made me think of that um, when you said people walking or people at Hamilton and, and walking out of Hamilton that day, you were like, you fucking voted for Trump. That's, that's a fun game that we've been playing while watching survivor from 12 years ago. <laughs> oh, God. Like, oh, that guy probably did. Uh, okay. Anyway, here's the last one. Here's the last one. Okay. Boy, oh boy. This one is also pretty rough. <clears throat> a beloved prolific comedian, actor, and grown up. If he frequently spit and stored water in a hump on his back. Josiah. JPC. <laughs> I heard Josiah first. Alex Adam Sandler Camelton. <laughs> That's correct. Or shortened Adam Sandler Camelton. Now, Adam Sandler why Camelton. Didn't, why didn't they name the camel at the Lincoln Park Zoo Alex Adam Sandler Ham- Camelton, you know? That's a good question. Um, so how about this? Do we tie? Uh, so for, I, I, okay, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, so for the... You did tie... Um, and yes. let's see. <laughs> I, I, I can, I, I have a tiebreaker if you, if oh, you would yeah, like. Oh yeah, please. So <laughs> the only way to do this fairly uh, as a tiebreaker is for me to pitch this. Mike, you have to be playing for me. So you're going to be playing for my okay. uh, part of the tie. Uh, uh-huh. And Josiah, you will um, obviously be playing for yourself. But I would I'm like, give you one. I would like to play for JPC and I would like Mike I'm, to play for me. <laughs> I, I, uh, no, yeah, that would be okay. okay. <laughs> All right, so Josiah's playing for me. Uh, Mike, you're playing for Josiah. Cool. Can um, I can I play for one of our previous guests? Sure. Yeah, why yeah, not? Absolutely. I'll I'll be honest with you. I don't give a shit. So <laughs> so I'm gonna give you one, and then uh, wh- whoever um buzzed in first and gets it right will um uh will get that yes win the tie win the win the game basically yeah, yeah, for, yeah. for the other person. Okay. Whew. Okay. So it is um. A man who cheats on his wife by taking a trolley cart to the cheater's house. Uh, Josiah mm-hmm. slash JPC. Okay, Josiah. Yeah. This is for me. Uh, damn for it. For my win. This is A- my win. Alec- Alex-, Alex Philander Trammelton. Correct. <laughs> you, you have won this game, and by that I mean you have lost and I have won. <laughs> Damn so it. congratulations. That well, seems fitting because you bothered to then write uh, <laughs> the, the, the question I didn't. <laughs> just now I realized that I was going to I, – I had the thought. I could just, just like, you know, throw the match and let JBC lose, but mm-hmm. then I had the thought of I really want to get it before Mike does, and that's not going to happen. So Don't worry, because I didn't have Philander or Tram ready to go. <laughs> just just so everyone's knowing, a little podcasting secret that I like to keep uh, is that if you're going to guest on a podcast, always listen to the first episode, the last episode, and prepare a tiebreaker. So <laughs> I do those three things, uh, and I and I always, always have a tiebreaker in my And podcast. you did have that very one ready before hearing the rules to the game. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was just a happy... That was just a happy accident. Yeah, right. Um, so that was the game. That was Alex Blankter Blankleton. <laughs> um, so uh, any more Hamilton thoughts before we yeah, start you wrapping know, up? I had a couple written down as I was listening the other day. Um, this, I, I think, might be sort of a, a points against it. Um, there are two major women characters, which is very rare for Star Wars. And, of sure. course, there's also Peggy. It's true. Oh, yeah. And Peggy. Um, another one that this was sort of touched on, but um, it is... You know, it's it's based on a true story. It is a representation of a true thing that happened, other as opposed to Star Wars. You know, has um, a lot of influences that you can you know find, and it, it sort of wears on its sleeve. But sure, uh, going on, and then of that- there's zero hip hop in Star Wars, to my knowledge. <laughs> yes. There is. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there was any hip hop in the uh, Christmas special. With mm-hmm. Chewbacca's family, I doubt there it. was mm-hmm. Jefferson Starship, which is pretty far from hip hop. So I think mm. we're safe there. Um, the other thing I, I was going to say, going off of of that, Mike, is that off of the characters and the women, is that the musical Hamilton, not the real life story, is uh, acted entire almost entirely by performers, uh, uh, actors of color, um, mm-hmm. and in, which in Star Wars is incredibly rare. 
uh, more, less rare in the newer ones, but still rare enough that it's a big deal when there's a black person on screen who has lines. Right. And in Hamilton, it's like almost everybody. Um, so that is points against, unfortunately. Yeah, point, I also throw some points against uh, Hamilton. No droids. Um, droids. Mm-hmm. No lightsabers. An entire musical, no droids, no lightsabers. No emperor and no Death Star, which make Although King George is kind of an emperor-esque. Oh. And if I if there's no lightsabers, but there are duels, and you know, duel of the fates, uh, exactly in classic Star mm-hmm. Wars. So the dueling aspect, I feel like, is is still there. That's you know that would that would be pretty cool if instead of a a, a shooting fight with the duel, if they just did a big old lightsaber battle. If... I mean, if it's on Disney Plus, we should all expect it. <laughs> Uh, right. The other thing that I wanted to say to, to give uh, points to Hamilton for being like Star Wars is Hamilton, being a musical, has several reprisals uh, inside yes. of the the show where they bring things back. That's Much true. like Star Wars has a fucking Death Star in every movie. <laughs> they got to throw well, a and, Death Star in every movie. And musical reprisals. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. that That is, yeah. So, like, the, so Hamilton in its entirety is uh, pretty much sung enti- and wrapped entirely yeah, through. Yeah, it functions sort of like an opera, which yes. they say Star Wars is. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, if you listen to like in the second act, there's there are new songs, but you can still hear a lot of the songs from the first act that have been repurposed or remixed in the same way that there's a Death Star in every fucking movie. But I like I like it in Hamilton and I don't like it in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I'd like to just go through uh, a couple. I, I'm going to throw out some uh, Hamilton songs. These are track the the name of the track. Oh, do you uh-huh. have something, Mike? No, no, no. Oh. I'm, I'm- you're just listening. I'm ready to go. <laughs> I see. I've never had. I've I've done a lot of podcasts myself. I've never had somebody engage with me uh, in that way. So uh, I'm going to throw out some uh, some titles of some Hamilton uh, musical numbers. I just want to mm-hmm. give you a quick first impression, first thoughts. If it's Star Wars, okay. Oh, we're Wait. doing it. Iswa, great. Okay. Uh, so um, my shot, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. Han, Han my shot. Han, my shot first. Yeah. Helpless. Han, Star my Wars. shot first. Helpless. Helpless. I don't have a. I don't I'm think so. Say, I'm saying yes because, like, them. how many times do you uh, rescue someone who's helpless? Right. Come help, on. Help me. Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. Mm-hmm. Are you yeah. kidding me? Helpless. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Wait for it. Uh, stay, stay on, on target. target. <laughs> stay on target. Wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, guns and ships. Oh yeah. Sure. Easy. <laughs> <laughs> that one's an easy one. Uh, dear Theodosia. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna say no. Yeah, I don't no. think so. Um, tomorrow there'll be more of us. Yeah, resistance, the rebellion. Mm-hmm. I, I would, I would think so as well. Um, take a break. <laughs> uh, pod yeah. racing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the whole also, first, the whole second movie. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say when Padme and Anakin go to go to cor- uh, yeah, uh, fucking Sam. Alderaan and just yeah. like chill. Uh, the room where it happens. Yeah, the uh, yes. the like conference Star Wars, room the, and the, the Jedi one. Council. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree with that one. Uh, the Reynolds pamphlet. Hmm. <laughs> Not a lot of reading in Star Wars. I don't Wars. think there's a lot yeah, of I gotta cheating say- either. And uh, yeah, reading this ain't one- cheating. <laughs> <laughs> there's also not a lot uh, of paper. <laughs> uh, your obedient servant. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Star Wars. You got a lot C-3PO. of C three PO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, obedient servant. Um, and then uh, who lives, who dies, who tells your story. Uh, Star yeah, Wars, yeah. because of Star that Wars. little boy at the end of uh, The Last Jedi who's telling the story in whatever language that I love to yes. always do. Like, Ola Panicato Jedi Master. <laughs> uh, I also like Who Lives, Who Dies, Who Tells Your Story and like Force Ghosts. You know, uh-huh. uh, you know they, they're kind of uh, live and tell the story from beyond. That's true. Okay, yeah. so I would, th- I would think from the random sampling that I just did uh-huh. on the whole, very Star Wars. Yes, very JFC, Star Wars. To, to to jump off of what you just did is what made me realize, which is which is not a, a huge realization. I think it's something that is like probably pretty well known. The okay. idea in Star Wars of the ragtag group of rebels fighting the big empire yeah. is literally the American Revolution, uh-huh. which is also every every American movie that like blockbuster that we have is our uh, uh, romanticized version of the American Revolution that we like to think of it as a bunch of ragtag rebels who don't have as many resources who defeat the very rich and evil empire. Obviously, that's not what actually happened in real life. But Hamilton is the American Revolution told through the, st- the eyes of one man and Star Star Wars is the space American revolution told through the eyes of like Luke Skywalker. So yeah, I think you get reading all those songs. I think just flipped me to being a lot more Star Wars than I was just going to say. Yeah. 
should we let we should probably start getting close. Do you have anything else, Mike, that you want no, to No, yeah, I was going to say the same thing. And in fact, I have a unit of measure ready to go. I thought about it a lot today. I was trying to think of if it's, you know, dueling pistols or uh whatever, but the one that comes to mind um is n- numbers in French. <laughs> Yes. Ah. I'll count to my rating. <laughs> Don't make me cry. Oh, man. When I was going through a really hard time in Chicago, if I wanted to cry, like, guaranteed, I'd just go listen to, like, th- that three or four song chunk little arc. <laughs> in Act 2, and I'd just be, like, weeping on my bike while I rode home. I'm going to do... Uh, uh, this is not related to my number, but it's just because I wanted to say it. Uh, just yelling Hercules Mulligan. Just, like, <laughs> the amount of times that's yelled. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, my rating system is going to be number of Skylar sisters. Okay. Very good, very good. Okay. Oh, and it's uh, out of 10. I don't know if we said that earlier or not. Okay, so mine will be out of three. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Uh, we'll, con- we'll convert it. We'll convert it. Yeah, we'll, yeah you'll, we'll have to convert it. We can yeah, do the yeah. math. Um, okay, so uh, I think right there at the end, we really we really pulled out some, some yeah. stray points that it didn't necessarily have going into it. So I'm going to say... My rating is under Oh, okay. Now I don't know French. That is under <laughs> Say is that six, right? That's you did six. six. Okay, gotcha. I was gonna say, yeah, I was gonna say uh, seven yelling of Hercules Mulligan, just because yeah, I I got pulled up there at the end. Uh, I was I was hovering around a five. But then I think we we have the revolutionary aspects. Mm-hmm, it it mm-hmm. pulled me up to a seven. Seven Hercules Mulligans. Uh, okay, so um, what what I was going to say was this is would be six. Six was my number. So it's six Skylar sisters. <laughs> now the problem is <laughs> we only have three. So I will give this an Eliza, an Angelica, and a Peggy. Uh-huh. I'll also sure. give this a Robin, a Claire, and a Michelle. Uh, so all six of those, uh, three of them were hypothetical Skylar sisters. Oh, sure. <laughs> but really back in those days, like you, you had like 10 kids and like eight of them oh. died. So there were probably yeah. a bunch of other Skylar sisters. Sure. In there. It was a numbers game with having kids. You just had mm-hmm. to, like you had to hope that, mm-hmm. that some of them would make it. They were uh, all so yeah, there too solid... in the Skylar sisters song. Yeah. Um, just they just, they were the in the city. background. Yeah. 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 You could pick out Robin from a mile away. <laughs> so we're, we're all pretty close. We were pretty yeah. close. Yeah. We're right yeah. in that six, six uh, seven six range. Seven. Yeah. And then between six and seven. Hey, that feels right to me. I don't know about you guys, but that feels right. Oh, you know what? I just saw in my nose one of my other possible options for unit of measure was hip hop horse whinnies. Because <laughs> oh, in yeah, that yeah, one yeah. song, oh, yeah. very quickly, it's like. <laughs> It's um, very good. I also wrote down there is a Mabim Bam reference in Hamilton. There that is. That was my last stray note there that I There is had. technically two Mabim Bam references mm. in Hamilton, um, which you guys had Justin McElroy on the show, didn't you, JBC? We did, yes. Yeah, so once again. And we, all... we did open for them in Milwaukee yeah, uh, that's before right. the world ended. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, uh, the Unless Unless is one in, the, right. in one of the songs, that's the way he... Did we honor our treaty, King Louis' head? Uh, do whatever you want. I'm super dead. Is t- is a reference to how Griffin talks. Ah, uh, funny. So podcasting is in Hamilton. Mm-hmm. That was that was a wild thing when I was getting into podcasts and listening to my brother, my brother and me, going through the back catalog. Is getting to the Lin Manuel episode that he's on is a real trip after you've already listened to Hamilton because like at that point he was in huge. And then on the podcast, they're like, yeah, it's our buddy Lynn. And Lynn's like, I'm writing this musical about him. And it, it's, it's, it's a very strange experience. I recommend it. Everyone go listen to it. Um, oh, but that brings up of, a good point. Like, yeah, what uh, plugs do we have? I say, speaking of podcasts and things to do, let's start wrapping up. Uh, do, I have nothing going on, but if you do, you want if you want us on the internet, if you do, you can find us mm. uh, the show at How Star Wars is, is it on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me at the Josiah Man on those things. I don't post anything, and <laughs> I also have a website that I, uh, if you want to hire me for some voice work or whatever, it's josiahrobinson.biz, B-I-Z, it's great. I'm also on Twitter at wordgospel09, and or, no, that's not true. I'm on Twitter at mikegospel, I'm on Instagram at wordgospel09, <laughs> and I don't do a lot on either of those either. Um, you can also email us, us at agoodpodcast at gmail.com. That's right. Um, JPC, you're on Twitter, you have a great Twitter. 
Yeah, uh, I'm on Twitter at JPSoFly. Uh, if you have followed me from any of my uh, media or content, you won't get any of that on Twitter. It's all just uh, anti-imperialism, anti-racism, progressive communism, and socialism. So uh, th- those are the things that you can hear me yelling about on Twitter. Uh, if you want to yep. see pictures of my dog, that's my Instagram, at SharkBarkman. Uh, I also stream on Twitch, so uh, you can come and uh, join the Shark Tank on Twitch. Uh, Twitch is also at SharkBarkman. And I've got other podcasts that I do so you can listen to hey riddle riddle we are on the headgum network um we also have a patreon uh, patreon.com slash hey riddle riddle but uh, give us a listen and if you like riddles uh then you won't like the show but that's okay <laughs> yeah. and if you like if you like uh, improv and if you think improv is people yelling at each other then you will like the show so, <laughs> so give us a listen it's a it's a fun show if they liked these are riddles the segment from this episode how much will they like hey riddle riddle the show jp oh uh eight so- Sh- Schuler sisters Schuler sisters <laughs> Eight or nine uh, Skylar sisters for sure. Uh, throw uh, an uh, Elizabeth in there and a couple more Peggies. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and you and, guys uh, just probably had your hundredth episode or so. Yes, yeah, we yeah. just hit our hundredth episode. So we've been doing the show for nineteen years, uh, and <laughs> we finally hit a hundred episodes, and we're we're super proud. Yeah, congratulations. Really awesome. Congrats. Well, and uh, we we've probably recorded a little preamble before this as well, depending on how things are in the world right now. But like everybody, be safe. Black Lives Matter. Uh, defund the police all that and we've included show links in or links in the show notes for where you can donate and get involved um and just we, just in case you're listening if you are joe biden and you are listening <laughs> when we say defund the police what we mean is we want mild reforms uh, <laughs> very light reforms uh, <laughs> which uh, this is a moment of time but that's that's what liberals are saying now uh-huh. oh boy if you're uh, joe biden- I, I don't mind I don't mind getting po- political on other people's podcasts. <laughs> no, it's and also, if you're Joe Biden, could you fucking give us a five-star review? Yeah. yeah. Give us if five stars. If you're Joe Biden and you're listening to this podcast, go go home. I don't know how you got here. This is not... Uh, go Have you heard of cereal? He's probably, he's probably got plenty of time to listen to podcasts oh, while yeah, other, people, just, other people run his life in his campaign. Yeah. So He's just sitting in his bunker not even knowing what's going on. But anyway, we should um, probably wrap up. So. Yeah, and when we wrap up, we got a real hard uh, no head shake from Luke last week. But when we, when we wrap up, we say sure. we love you and may the fourth be with you. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Cool, cool, cool. I'm not doing that. So <laughs> <laughs> So go ahead and just sit quietly and listen as we finish the show. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. Well, it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. So yes. like we always say, we, we love, love you. And may the fourth be with you. Bye. 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 Bye.